Hey friends, it's Jack Eason here with my friend Brian Smith, and we're going to be sharing some leadership tips with you today on this podcast or video. If you're watching by way of video, thanks for joining us today. And we're going to be talking about some things that I think are uh, relatively important, especially if you run uh, your own nonprofit. Maybe you're a development person. Maybe you are. Um, maybe you're the big Kahuna. Maybe you're, you're the executive director. If you're a radio station, maybe you're the general manager. Um, and that is the issue of. Um, uh, fundraising. And what I want to talk about today with my friend Brian here is uh, to really think and maybe put on the hat or the mindset of uh, a donor. And I use the term partner. I prefer the term partner. But uh, thinking about a partner and maybe putting yourself in the position to ask the question, why is it perhaps that your partners or your donors don't really care about what you're doing? The ones that care about what we're doing, they're already they're already in, right? They're already giving. They're already on board. But maybe there's some that have lapsed. Maybe they've quit giving. Maybe they are prospective donors or potential donors. What is it that we need to do to get those folks onto the bus and be a part of our uh, part of what we're doing? So today I'm talking to my friend Brian Smith, and Brian is uh, a, a dear friend and part of a, a wonderful radio ministry in Michigan. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. How's it Appreciate going? That. Tell the folks a little bit about what you do with your your radio ministry. Uh, kind of unique. We have uh, two different radio stations in Michigan. Uh, one would be a straight down the line AC station. Uh, we run a few programs on that one. Uh, it's called Hope FM. And then we have a true CHR or what a lot of the industry is calling the hot chart right now. We, we uh, report to that as well. So we have two different stations, both full power, uh, both covering most of the Thumb of Michigan and parts of Southwest Ontario. So um, yeah, it's a wide range. <laughs> it's yeah. a wide range of, of different things that we have to do, but a uh, great team. Great team of people. And uh, uh, one of the things that I want to kind of start our discussion uh, talking about is, and, and you guys do this well at, uh, at Hope FM, um, storytelling, telling stories. How important is that, do you feel like, with what you guys do at communicating to your donors and even potential or prospective donors there at Hope FM? You just spoiled the one and only point that I thought I would hit right <laughs> out of the park. <laughs> I was saving that for the grand finale, darn it. <laughs> Um, it's everything. I, I, I think, I think storytelling from, from a branding standpoint, um, telling your story, who, who you are as a radio station or as an organization is extremely important to the donor. But then, um, for, for us, we want to make the listener the star. So, um, so when, when it comes to donor development and that type of thing, I mean, they're going to give only as they see lives changed and only as they see lives impacted. So when we tell them at a fundraising event that their gift is going to change lives, then we need to be sure that we're communicating that not only at fundraising time, but throughout the year. So we will constantly have uh, stories in social media, in an e-blast. Uh, we may call and share a cool story with a donor. Um, and then we have lots of stories on the air too. It's, it's something that we try mm. to cultivate all throughout the year, not only at fundraising. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And, and that is a big, a big deal. One of the other things I think along with storytelling that I wanted us to kind of hit on a little bit is again, thinking, putting our, our brain and the mindset of the partner or the donor. And, um, 
some people don't realize it. I know this is a hard role for some of the some of our nonprofits. Maybe you're a pregnancy center director, for example, and you you really have two groups of people you're trying to serve: your partners who fund the mission, and then the ladies that come into the pregnancy center, which is kind of you know they're kind of polar opposites to some degree. But when you think about donors and you think about um, uh, partners, they have they have a need too to be served. How how important is it in your mind, Brian, that we um, what do we need to know to serve the donor, the partner? I think first and foremost, they have to know you appreciate the gift. Um, in fact, I was sitting at a at a round table with a few guys that were on a fundraising team for us. We're, we're getting ready to do a big. We're actually in the middle of a big campaign uh, right now to help move our radio station into a a business district downtown. And this guy was on our fundraising team, and he said, "You know," he says, "What really irritates me," he says, "people." And th- this is a major donor. The organization will send a thank you letter hmm. with a return envelope. And he's like, what that says to me is thanks for your gift of $10,000 or whatever it is. Oh, by the way, if you want to send more, here's the envelope in case you forgot where we mm-hmm. are. Um, I, I think we need to give our donors a little more credit than that, especially people who have, who have bought into the ministry in a big way. I mean, they know how to get a hold of us. We don't have to nag them for money, but I think showing appreciation is a big thing. Um, donor development software has come a long way. Um, and and we, we use one that helps us keep pretty good notes on donors when it's their birthday. If they're, if they have a prayer request that they're struggling with, uh, if they've got a graduation coming up an anniversary, we try to note those things. And then, uh, and then we have staff that kind of follow up on that. And, um, and I guess the other thing that we've done is, uh, is, is we make it a point to not have donor development only be one person's job. Because if we lose that person and they're the only tie mm. to that relationship, I, th- I feel like that's a dangerous thing. So, so we've tried our very best to kind of spread the donor development thing out. Now, that's not to say we don't have one person who focuses a little bit more on that. Mm-hmm. But the relationship with the organization is tied to all the parts not just that one individual. So I think gratitude is a really good place to start. And that may look different for every organization. I mean, it may be a thank you card. It could be, um, you know, a gift card every now and then. Mm-hmm. It could be a, a little uh, thank you coffee mug or something like that. Something that just says, hey, we appreciate you. It could be as simple as a phone call. Yeah. So uh, lots of ways to do that. But I think gratitude is super important. That's good. That's good. Yeah. You, you know, as a Christian radio station, I know we'll have some people who are in in the Christian radio listening to this or watching this. Um, what would you say because uh, people often ask me this question for for any any nonprofit organization, uh, and this and it's a good question to help us think about when it comes to thinking in the mindset of, of a of a donor or partner. What is the problem uh, that your organization or ministry is trying to solve? Your, for example, for you for Christian Radio, what is the problem uh, that we're trying to to solve? What 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 are we trying to or the problem that we're trying to to get rid of? I think for for ours. Um, you know, and I realize every every area is different. We have a lot of nonprofits that are doing really, really good things in our community, and um, and with that, we get a lot of donor overlap. So, mm. you know, you may go to the pregnancy care center banquet and see the same people that are at the Youth for Christ banquet down the road, and they're the, some of the same people give to the radio station, and then there's several others too. Um, so, so I think the, I mean, it's it, it's not really a a problem. But it's it's trying to figure out ways to create your own space. Mm, yes. Um, 
and and communicate on different levels so that you're offering something that that is hitting the donor where they're at um and and then and then also cultivating new donors um not constantly going back to the the same farm every mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I think that's important too. What, what can, um, uh, and you, you're hitting on some of these, some of these needs. And by the way, if you're interested in getting this PDF, it'll be at the website, uh, the heart share group.com. Uh, or if you want to email, uh, Jack at the heart share group.com, I'll send you this PDF because Brian is hitting several of the points that are, are, that we're talking about today when it comes to meeting the needs of partners and donors. Um, one he mentioned was they need to know that they are loved and that they're thanked and they're appreciated, which is one, um, uh, one that we're talking about now is they, um, they need to know what problem it is you're solving. I know a lot of uh, organizations, you, you hear about what they're doing. It's like, okay, what, why are you even here? Because I didn't know that was a problem. What is the problem that you're trying to, to solve or something that you're trying to make better? Um, so that's a great question, an important question. Um, the, the other thing I think of that donors need, and I, I know Christian Radio is, is kind of poised specifically just because of the music, which, which encourages people, and some people would say inspires people. Um, how are you guys doing? What are you doing as an organization that maybe people could learn from to inspire people to give because of, uh, and inspire people to solve a problem? Because if they're not inspired to solve a problem, they never will move to, to action. What are some of those things that you guys do as a radio ministry? I think one of the easiest things, but one of the things that we forget until fundraising time, and it goes back to the very first point that we talked about, and that's the the key of storytelling. Mm. I mean, you got to share the victories of the organization. And sometimes I think, um, especially if you're in the nonprofit world, you, you think that you're bragging on yourself, but you have to tell your story. Yeah. Um, and, and as it gets more competitive, whether you have other um, of similar types of organizations in your in your area, or if they're like if you're in Christian radio, you have multiple Christian radio stations in your area. You have to compete for that space. Um, and, and so going back to how you tell the story, I mean, again, it could be video, it could be, um, you know, a written testimony or whatever, but I think those testimonies are going to show people that problem that, that you're solving, but you always link it back to the donor being the root of how you're able to Hmm. do that. Hmm. So it's not so much like for us, it's not so much, Hey, look what hope FM or power 88.3 did. Look, look at our radio stations. It's look at what you did by God using you through radio. Yeah, that's good. It's like you're being obedient to God by giving, and now God's using you through this radio station to impact this person's life. Check out the story. Um, so that's kind of the thing that we use leading up to fundraising time, and then during the fundraiser, we try to use language where the station is theirs. You know, They take ownership of it, and God is using them to do all this stuff through radio so it's like the tool that's or good. the vehicle that's good i like i like that what what how, how do you put and i know some organizations struggle and and uh how do you put a price tag on that i know one of the needs that i think donors have is uh they need to know what it costs to solve whatever the problem is what does it cost to be a part of the solution uh for example obviously many of you know i'm, I'm a part of a missions organization in the dominican republic it's a little bit easier sometimes to pinpoint dollar amounts what cost x amount to feed this person or to, or to do this or to educate this child um for those of us who are in nonprofits, and maybe it's a little harder to kind of put a number on that what are some creative ways that people uh those listening or watching can can help uh create that clear uh, unwavering cost of being a part of the team to help solve the solve the problem. I think there are a few different ways, and I think it's 
it's probably different for every organization. We may not do it all right. Um, but I, but I know one thing we do is we break up our budget into uh, different segments. So when we go to our on-air campaign, I know just how much we need to have uh, over the course of that year uh, from that radio station for that event. So, I mean, it, it, it's a numbers game. Um, and then I also know what we need in business underwriting. I know what we need our events to bring in. Um, and so when it comes time to ask the listener for money, I can tell them that, you know, your portion of our overall need, if you want to keep this station strong, your portion of it is X amount of dollars. And it is, you know, the number of listeners we expect to get on board um, divided into, you know, whatever that big number is. Mm-hmm. And that gives mm-hmm. you the, the cost of program. I mean, and really, you can break it down on a daily basis, you know, 365 into whatever that number is. Um, there are a lot of different ways to do that. But I'm a big one on transparency. Um, yes. Share yes. the numbers. Share the numbers and uh, and let people know where you're at. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's that's good. Again, hey, uh, we're talking with Brian Smith. If you're uh, listening, uh, Brian Smith is a dear friend, uh, the the general manager at uh, Hope FM and Power 88.3 in uh, Michigan. Uh, radio ministry, not just a station, but a radio ministry. We're talking about how to really impact our partners and our donors, how to communicate to them, how to inspire them. Um, to treat them like people and not ATM machines, as a friend of mine says. Um, and one of the things I think is really important, we've kind of talked about this maybe around it, but not maybe directly at it, and that is um, really the issue of our partners and donors having confidence in not only us, but the organization as a whole, uh, that we're going to do what we, what we say we're going to do. Uh, how do you guys try to do that? Obviously, you're you're in their life 365 days a year, 24 hours a day as a radio ministry. But for for those organizations that aren't uh, that don't have that kind of a, a the ability to do it, what are some creative ways that uh, that organizations can let their partners know uh, they're worthy, they're, they're they're trustworthy, they're trustworthy? Well, I think social media has made that a lot easier. Um, because you can use video pictures and that type of thing. I think follow-up uh, email, snail mail um, are great ways to do that. I'll give you one example, um, I, especially like monumental things. If we've asked them for money, we do a, a year-end campaign at the end of the year that we, we partner with a couple of organizations, bigger organizations. And so we're accountable to those organizations, but then also um, the, the people who give. And, and in this one in particular, um, we're – People donate to us, and we have sponsors who pay for coats to be given to kids through an organization that mm. we partner with in our area, which mm. is it's kind of cool. Um, but then what we need to do is we need to make sure that we're not only celebrating the victory when we hit a goal or whatever, but then when we actually go to deliver those coats, we have a videographer, we have pictures, um, and then we do a really cool promo video that shows that we delivered on what we said that we were going to do, not just for the partners, but also mm-hmm. for the people who gave to that campaign. So they're and, and, and it's fun for them too. I mean, when they see what their gift did, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Th- that that's that's an amazing thing. So um so your listeners, I mean, if they've decided to give, they love you. And we owe it to them to to be transparent and to make sure that we fulfill. And if there's ever a time, and we've had this happen, if there's ever a time that you've made a promise and you could not fulfill, um, you know, whether it be a concert ticket or whatever, it could be something simple. Um, you're always better off to to owe up to it. Um, I've handled that the right way and the wrong 
and the wrong way. Um, and, and I didn't do the wrong thing on, on purpose. It wasn't like I was trying to deceive somebody, but I just didn't communicate. And I, I just feel like you're always better to communicate. Hey, here's why it didn't go the way we thought it would go. And this is what we had to do in regard to that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and oftentimes listeners are very, very, um, understanding and, and gracious when it comes to that. And I use the word listeners, but if you're a other nonprofit and you don't have listeners, you, you can kind of make the connection. Yes, there, yeah. Think. No, that's great. That's, and that and actually was one of, was my last point there. You, you, you kind of beat me to it, which is, which is perfect because, uh, it's a great way to end. Um, and that is, I just kind of wrote on my notes here, partners need to be given proof that their project was uh, successfully completed. Uh, or if it wasn't, then you tell them why why it wasn't completed. But that you you finish the story, and oftentimes what we do, we raise money and we tell people this is what it's going to go for, and then we never update them on the results of their of their giving, and that kind of does go back to again to storytelling in a sense because it's cre- it's communicating those stories consistently throughout the year, letting people know uh, what their money's doing, how it's making a difference. Um, that for a lot of us, that's why we're always recultivating donors is because sometimes we don't communicate clearly what the money is doing and they come in the front door and they go out the back door. So we're always having to recultivate a new batch of partners and uh, that could be a better, uh, a way that we could maybe perhaps do a little bit better. So, Hey, again, I've been talking to my friend, Brian Smith here, uh, from uh, Michigan with hope FM and power 883, uh, a dear friend. Maybe if you've got a question at some point, sometime you'd like for us to answer, you can uh, drop us an email, Jack at the heartshare com. And uh, thanks for checking out uh, this video and as well, uh, our podcast today. And Brian, thank you for, uh, for being a part of what's going on today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So thank you guys so much. Hope you uh, have a great day.